Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Well, it's not going to be a free ride for the Broncos if they want to go after Aaron Rodgers. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, if you want to join us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Colorado Off-Road. And today is a perfect day considering all the snow on the ground here. If you need to upfit your car, your truck, your Jeep, your SUV, Colorado Off-Road is absolutely the place to go, not to mention they can get you something aftermarket. They install everything as well. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road. They are Colorado-grown, Colorado-owned. That's Colorado Off-Road. Find them in Littleton or go to cooffroad.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I'm going to bring in our friend Bill Michaels from the Bill Michaels Radio Network. He has been covering the Packers probably before I was born, and I'm in my 50s. How are you, Bill? I'm doing well. Uh, we're just trying to figure out what's what, what, what's next for our uh, quarterback, whether or not he's going to be around, whether or not they're going to sign him, whether he's going to retire. So we'll wait and see. So what is going on? Share with the class. What do you know? Well, I, I, I think there's a couple of things. First of all, I, most people here are still reeling from the fact that they can't believe they're not playing for an NFC championship next week. And uh, that was not expected. What we witnessed on Saturday night was a complete gut punch in so many different facets. We're also waiting for the word that Mo Drayton, the special teams coordinator, is no longer going to be a part of the team because that has been problematic all season long. And then obviously uh, Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee today waxed nostalgic about the possibility of retirement. Uh, he said unless he was traded or he came back to Green Bay, there is no free agency for him, obviously. So what's going to happen next and where he's going to be, he's going to have to let everybody know. But he said he will make a decision and inform the team and talk with the team prior to the start of free agency, which we know is the middle of March. So we figure about five weeks, and then we're going to figure out what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. But I've said all along what has to happen is Brian Gutekind has to say, you go figure out what you want to figure out and then call me, or I'll call you in about two, three weeks. But you got to say, first of all, Aaron, do you want to play? Okay, yes or no. If he does, then you say, do you want to play here? And then I think you have to basically have a very honest conversation with him and say, if you don't take a pay cut, there's nothing we can do. Because he's owed just flat out way too much money. It's, I mean, it's $46.4 million he's owed next year. And the Packers are already $40 million over the salary cap. So they can't afford him. They can't afford Devontae Adams. There's going to be quite a few guys. I mean, already Equinemia St. Brown is going to be gone. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, you're coming up at the end of the contract of Robert Tanyan, the tight end. I mean, you've got quite a few guys. You know, Lucas Patrick, Dennis Kelly, Yash Nyman is a restricted free agent. they got all these guys they have to sign, and there's still $40 million over the cap. I mean, they've got some real issues right now. So well, I, what do I hope happens? I hope he comes back and – 
and they've learned their lessons, so to speak. But on the other hand, I don't know financially how they're going to be able to afford to do it. Bill, you mentioned Brian Gutekunst in there, and you know Rogers had has had some kinder words to say about Gutekunst, the Packers' uh, general manager, in recent weeks and, and months. So, do you think the relationship with the two, it, between the two, is an impediment toward getting it done, or do you think things have thawed out enough to where they maybe can work together to figure this out? I think they can work together. I think things got have gotten uh, a lot better. I don't know if they're you know best of friends and going to dinner together, but it, it's so much better than what it was. You see them talking at practice. You you saw them uh, prior to the game the other night, kind of a hug at midfield. Uh, and, and don't forget, Matt Lafleur has a lot to do with this. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has pined publicly, uh, both here in the media, nationally, and then on the McAfee Show for his head coach to be coach of the year and how much he you know, likes working with Matt, playing for Matt, and how much he thinks Matt deserves the accolades. So he's really kind of pined for his guy. And then he praised all the moves that Brian Gutekind's made. He praised Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas and Mer- uh, Whitney Merciless and, you know, bringing in, you know, bringing back Randall Cobb and, and putting in that veteran leadership and such. So, he praised the way they manipulated the roster this year with a lot of the guys that went down and then came back and, and the way they handled things. I think, I think they're now to the point where they can have a real good grown-up conversation about what the reality is for the Green Bay Packers. But the, the question still remains, does Gutekind feel like Jordan Love is ready to go? Because if he does, then this is all a moot point. But if he doesn't, and he saw what we saw, which is – Obviously, his start in Kansas City, and then the second half of the last game of the season against Detroit, and everybody says, well, that was only the second half of the game. Yeah, but he took the starters' reps in practice for nine straight weeks after Rodgers injured his toe during that COVID week. So it wasn't like he was unfamiliar with the offense. I don't think Jordan Love's ready. So to me, if you're Brian Gutekind, you have to make peace with Aaron Rodgers, and then you got to go down the hall to Russ Ball, who's your finance guy, and say, how can we work this to not only, one, keep Rodgers here, but two, not be in the midst of a rebuild because Rodgers doesn't want to be a part of that? And really, I don't think he nor Devontae Adams should be. So now you got to figure all of that out, how you keep this team viable. And if you can't do that, then your hands are tied. And you, I think you pretty much trade them away and you start over. We're talking with Bill Michaels from the Bill Michaels Show. He has a statewide radio network in Wisconsin. If you had to handicap it right now, with percentages based on 100%, divvy it up for us. He returns to the Packers, he retires, or he gets traded to another team? Oh, that's a great question. I'd probably say 60% of me says he comes back, uh, so I'm not anywhere near 100 I was a lot more certain during the season, but not now after listening to everything that's gone on and how Rodgers, after the game, said goodbye to a lot of people and appreciated a lot of people within the organization and within the walls of 1265 and Lambeau Field. So I'd say 60% of me says he comes back. Um, I'd probably venture a guess that maybe, you know, after that 2020, as to whether or not he would retire or get traded away. So uh, I think he's made peace with the fact that if indeed he can't play in Green Bay and it's not the situation that he wants, then maybe he'll walk away. But I, I still think that there's a part of me that if he would be happy in the situation he would go into, and remember, he really respects Tom Brady and wants what Tom Brady has, and that is 
a good say in an organization that's willing to put good pieces around him and, and make it work for another shot at a championship. So if he gets into that situation, I think he would say, you know, thanks, you know, for all the great years in Green Bay, but I'm going to go off to greener pastures and try to win a championship. But I'm split on that. But I, I think it's a 60% shot he's back. But if you would have asked me two weeks ago, I would have said 80% shot he was back. So I, th- this is diminishing as each day goes by. If he is not back, what are the chances of him retiring and what are the chances of him ending up specifically here in Denver? I, I think that if he looks at the situation he's going to and he likes it, uh, you know, I think he'd play. I, you know, I think he wants to be Brady. I think he wants to go and have a legacy that is extended beyond Green Bay if indeed that's the way, you know, the, the chips fall. But I know one thing, guys. Years ago, I talked to him two or three times, and he talked about being the best quarterback and having the best legacy in Green Bay. Now, you're never going to surpass Bart Starr in championships, but you could pass Bart Starr in terms of of Super Bowls in the modern era. Bart won two. Brett won one. He won one. And if he would play, say, another four years in Green Bay, he would have one legitimate shot at winning a Super Bowl or two, so he would then pass Bart Sarr. But in, a, in doing so, if you look at the numbers, he could pass and break all the passing numbers, touchdown records, yardage records, all of that. He could do that and be known as the greatest quarterback, not only in Green Bay Packer history, but in, in, in statistical history altogether. So I know that's what he wants as a part of his legacy. So I know he says he's at peace with retiring, but I think his competitive spirit to garner those records still remains. And his preference would be to do it in Green Bay. But if it just financially doesn't work out and he knows he's not going to win here, then I could see him going somewhere else and saying, okay, I'm all in. Let's take a hard right turn. Nathaniel Hackett. What are your thoughts about him, about being a head coach? Obviously, he's you know a finalist for the Broncos job. Uh, is he head coach material? Is he a brilliant offensive mind? Or is he off somebody's coaching tree? That's a great question when it comes to is he a great offensive mind. Aaron Rodgers sings his praises and and loves the guy. Um, Talks about their relationship all the time. Talks about him and Luke Getze. And, you know, they have other interests that are more related to what Aaron Rodgers likes. You know, movies and philosophy and, and things like that. So they get along real well together. I kind of call them like they're in the Matrix. Those guys understand the Matrix. And so whether or not he's capable of, of on his own putting this incredible game plan together, I don't know because he's always worked with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. And those three, along with Luke Getze, sit down during the week and implement the game plan. And then they tweak it to what it is they believe is going to work. But I know one thing, Luke Getze is uh, – or not Luke Getze, but Nathaniel Hackett is a guy that Aaron Rodgers praises when it comes to being organized and a leader of men – and being able to delegate and, and how he talks about all those intangibles when it comes to being a coach, because there's, there's two types of coaches. One that says, do as I say, or I'm going to make you run, drop and give me 20, you know, scream and yell, that type of thing. And then there's another guy who truly gets to know you on an individual basis, respects your opinion, wants to work with you to make things better. And that's what I believe Nathaniel Hackett is. And that's the reason Aaron, Aaron Rodgers likes him so much. If the Broncos hire Nathaniel Hackett as head coach, or 
if they try to get Luke Getze as offensive coordinator, do you think Aaron Rodgers would put Denver atop his list? Yes. I think he respects and likes him that much. If Aaron Rodgers could not play in Green Bay, that would be a place he wants to go because he would then look at it as, I have a say, I already have a guy in, in, in the locker room as a head coach that, that's willing to listen to me. And he already knows what it is I like. So they're kind of on the same page, how it comes to setting up the offense, personnel that he may need to make certain things work. So he, I think that would hedge your bets towards getting Aaron Rodgers if indeed Aaron Rodgers says, hey, there's probably a handful of places I want to go. This would be one of them because I've got a familiar face and a guy that I know I can pick up where I left off and I'm going to be able to work really well offensively with. Bill, really appreciate your time as always. It was a pleasure doing your show earlier today. It looks like the Packers and Broncos could be tied heavily together over the next three to four months, possibly with Hackett, possibly with Getze, possibly with Rodgers. Keep your calendar open at all times when we call you to bring you on again. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you guys going to be out, out in L.A. for a Super Bowl this year? We are not. Or I'm not. Mace, are you going to go? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm only doing Senior Bowl this year. Why, why do you want to ah, do that to yourself, damn. Bill? Why do you want to go out there? Why do you well, want to do that to yourself? I know you do the show there every year. You know, because I'll tell you right now, it right now here it is uh, three degrees with wind chills of negative 26, and <laughs> right. it's not a bad thought to go to L.A. Okay, well, have fun. Be safe out there. <laughs> if you see a woman on the corner and she's good-looking with a short skirt, get, drive by. Yeah, <laughs> no way. Ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> see you, Bill. All right, guys. Be good. (laughs) Coming up after uh, the break, um, I want to change this up a little bit. Uh, Mace, you and I have been in communication about this. I've been debating on whether to put something out on Twitter. I just did. Um, The news is out there that my very good friend, Les Shapiro, is in hospice. He's still with us. And I'd like to talk about him next. (laughs) 